joined us. We're so glad you're here. Now, we didn't do... Praise the Lord. It's good to see everyone that is here this morning. Amen. Especially good to have our moms with us. Do you love your mommy this morning? I love my mommy. My mommy's not here. But maybe she'll watch on live stream at some stage. I don't know. Maybe she'll watch it back just to see if I say nice things about her. So I love you, mom. You're the best mom ever. There you go. <laughs> said something nice about her. Now, you all have to tell her, okay? Right, so tell her. You should go watch it. Pastor Jason said nice things about you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But we love our moms. Amen. And, you know, there is something powerful about moms in our lives, you know. And I tell you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm where I am today. I've said this before. I think I say it every Mother's Day. But I'm, I'm here where I am today because of a mother that prayed for me. You know, she just, every day she prays for us. She still prays for us every single day, all of her kids. All of her adopted kids, you know, daughters-in-law and um, all that, grandkids, she prays for us every single day. Moms never discount the power of prayer, amen. Might not feel like God is working, but He is. Just keep praying, amen, because there is power in the prayers of a mother. Praise the Lord. And this morning, I am, I am excited because Sister Janie is going to come and minister to us this morning, amen. And uh, she is going to do a great job because I know she has been preparing for today. Um, she's got notes and she's excited, amen. And let's get behind what the preacher is going to say, amen. Sister Janie says something you agree with, you say amen. She says something you disagree with, you say amen and check your Bible because she's preaching Bible. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Sister Janie, why don't you come this morning? God bless you. Make me nervous before I even get here. <laughs> right, okay. I don't know. I haven't done this for like it's been a year since I've done this, so new pulpit and everything. <laughs> Alright. How are we all? We all good? Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I hope you're having a great day and that you're getting spoilt or will be spoilt. We'll just quickly pray. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, that we could be here this morning. Lord, just let us sink in what needs to be said today, Lord God, and just help me not to be so nervous and help all the mothers out there. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here we go. Who likes cooking? <laughs> I do. I like baking. Who likes eating homemade recipes? Homemade is always best, right? One, you know who made it. Two, you know what the ingredients are going in it. Three, it tastes better than shop-bought, right? Even though we did buy your cake from the shops, but it's still going to taste very good. Okay. <laughs> you know it is made with extra love, correct? I saw a spatula the other day, and it says, don't count the calories count the memories isn't that just remember that when you're cooking all right if you have ever baked cakes or pastries or cookies or desserts there's always a recipe is that correct mothers out there okay I'm gonna tell you a story I have sister Gratian's recipe for gingerbread people okay so several years ago before Christmas one time, my family and Pastor's family was coming to our house for Christmas. I decided to make these gingerbread people. I've made them before. I have seen Sister Gratian make them a few times, with my, with my help, mind you. And yeah, people can see where this is going, right? <laughs> so you would think I'd know how to make them, right? You know, you know, every time we spend. Christmas with Sister Gratian, we would make these cookies. I mean, even Jonathan made them last Christmas. So, you know, I'm starting to put the ingredients, one cup of brown sugar, one third of a cup of butter, 
cup of dark golden syrup because golden syrup won't make in the dark. Two thirds of water. Seven cups of plain flour. Yes, that's right. Seven cups of plain flour. All right. So yeah, I'm going. Okay, I can count this. I can. I can. I can see this happening. All right. So I'm putting in seven cups of, and obviously you've got to shift the flour, right, and make sure that it's all fine. I'm putting in seven cups. Yep, it, it looks like Sister Gratians, okay? Then I add the baking soda and the salt, the allspice, the cinnamon, the cloves. And then, of course, you've got to add ginger, because if you don't add the ginger, it won't be gingerbread people, right? <laughs> it would just be plain biscuits, well, cinnamon biscuits. All right, so put all that in. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Of course, seven cups of flour is a lot, right? Okay. So I'm mixing it and mixing it and trying to form it into a dough, okay? And it's starting to come, again, come together. But, you know, as you know, kneading dough, right, and folding dough, and, of course, it's crumbling. Okay? I'm like, all right. I even tried rolling it out. Usually you would put it in the fridge before you roll it out, right? So all the, you know, spices would sink in. But no, I'm going to try and rolling it out. So I'm rolling it out. Still crumbling. All right, so Pastor was at work, so I couldn't use him. However, Nate was living with us at the time. So Nate, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'll eventually, I'm like, oh, right, that's it. I've got to call him over because it's not working for me. I'm not strong enough with seven cups of flour. So all of you know that he's a personal trainer, right? So he's got muscles okay you know he's been to the gym I think he can do it okay so I'm watching him he's continuing to knead this dough and trying to get it into it <sighs> of course it kept crumbling so in the end we both gave up obviously I had miscounted the seven cups of flour because the mixture was too dry so I had two choices Either I had to try and fix it or just get rid of it, throw it out in the bin. In the end, it was best for me to just throw it out and start all over again instead of me fixing it. Because as you know with dessert recipes, if you try to fix it, it won't be the same. And most likely it will flop. If you put you know, say if you, you know, you know with the cookie dough I've made seven, it's like I'm going to try and put this amount of, now I've got to, you know, okay, if I added a cup of sugar, or a cup of flour, then I had to try and, you know, cut this all into like a seventh. Do you think, it, do you think I would get something wrong again? Most likely. All right, so here's the problem. We are all guilty of doing things on our own sometimes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's be honest. Most of the time, right? Most of the time we want to do our things on our own. Now, wouldn't it be nice to have a recipe for motherhood or fatherhood or possibly even being a child or a teenager or a young adult? But here's the thing. We are all different. We are all unique and no one is exactly like you in the world. Also, we have all been brought up differently. We've all got different parents, different aunties and uncles, different grandparents. We had them shaping our lives differently. We had them shaping our decisions differently. And we also had different mentors out there. So what works for me might not necessarily work for you. I ask my mum and Sister Gratian for advice to do with different things with Jonathan. Yes, Jonathan, I'm going to be using you as an example. But I love you very much. Of course, I get two different perspectives, right? Because I've got my mum's side and I've got Sister Gratian's side, right? So one might work. The other might not. One, well, they both might, both might work or they both might not work. So if they don't work, then I'm going to have to start looking at different angles. Jonathan is not me. Yes, he has traits of my family, 
and me. I mean, if you put him and Uncle Sam together, you'd have jokes coming out left, right and centre. Okay? Seriously, you would. He is also forgetful. And no, that's not from me. <laughs> okay? All right? Not looking at anyone. <laughs> not looking at anyone. <laughs> now, I personally would like to solve all my problems. Does everyone else like to solve their own problems? But what if we did it God's way and not ours? Now, isn't that a thought? Why is it that we go to ourselves to solve the problem or we go to our husbands, if you're a husband, your wife, or your mothers or your fathers, and then go to God? Why is God last on our list? Shouldn't he be first? You know, maybe if we went to him first to solve the problems, it would make it so much easier. I mean, didn't I just put God fifth on my list? So you got myself, my husband, my mother, my father, then God, that's five. I just put him fifth on the list. I have explored a few mothers in the Bible and while there are heaps of principles from God that I can use and that we can apply to our lives today, I'm going to go through four. Okay, so it's Mother's Day, all right? Obviously, I'm coming from a mother's perspective. But that doesn't mean everyone else is off the hook. Okay, kids, fathers. We can all benefit from what I'm going to tell you today. Okay, just either insert child or your name or father. Okay, number one, we need to have a balanced life. Okay, life can get crazy. And it can be crazy right now. Our daily list can get quite long. All the mothers out there go, amen, that's so true. Some days we feel like we're not getting anywhere on our list. Is that correct? Like some days I'm just looking at my list going, oh, what? okay, what have I done? While it is great to have order and structure and schedules in place, we also need to be flexible. But one thing we must do is have a balanced life and spend time with Jesus. Do you spend right time with Jesus every day? I'm guilty of this. I have a busy schedule and then sometimes I only have five minutes for Jesus. I mean, past has been going on over the last few weeks about having a relationship with Jesus. Now, do you think five minutes is enough to spend with Jesus each day to build a relationship? Do you think me spending five minutes with Pastor and Jonathan is going to build a solid relationship? Of course it's not. I spend a lot of time with them. I get to know what they like and dislike. I get to know what food they like, what music they like, what they do at school or in college, etc. I love them too much to spend only five minutes with them each day. Jesus loves you, and I assume that you love Jesus. Ask yourself, how much do I spend with Jesus, and is it enough? Maybe ask Jesus, is it enough? Am I spending enough time with you, Jesus? Maybe you can get up earlier. Start small. It doesn't have to be big. You can start, yes, with the five minutes, and then eventually you can go more increase the times as you go so one month you might do 10 minutes in the morning and the next month you might increase it to 15 minutes or 12 minutes okay. or you might be a nighttime person like me night owls you know you don't like getting up very early in the morning I have two that get up early in the morning all right so maybe you go to bed 
half an hour early and spend that time with Jesus before you go to sleep. Just start somewhere. I have built some relationships with the mothers at Jonathan's school. One mother, one mother rang me up while I was in the middle of my grocery shopping and asked, I've just had a COVID test. Can you please go and get me some Leonard's chicken? Because obviously she couldn't go into the shops. Yes, it took 15 minutes out of my time. Yes, I paid for the chicken. But I was happy to do it. Another one just last week messaged me and said, I have an emergency at work and I'm running a bit late. Can you please wait with my son if the teacher has to leave? I shouldn't be too long. I was happy to do it because I knew she was stressed out because her husband had collapsed at work two days earlier. So why did they ask me? Out of all the mothers in year one, why me? It's because I've built a relationship with each of them over the last two or three years. So they felt comfortable in asking me. If, you, if, we, haven't, if, if we hadn't built that relationship, they wouldn't have asked me. Is your relationship with Jesus enough? Mothers, if something needs to be done, we're normally the ones there to do the job. I sometimes have to force myself not to clean Jonathan's room. All the mothers are like, yep, know exactly what you mean. It would be easier if I just did his homework for him, right? But in the end, I'm hindering him, not me. Yes, sometimes it may, f- my, may take 45 minutes out of my time to help him with his homework. And obviously, teenagers, you can do it yourself. And if you need help, ask the right people. I'm teaching Jonathan life skills. You know, it might take me 45 minutes out of my time to, to help him with his homework, but I'm teaching him life skills. We won't have our children at home for very long. They just grow up too quickly. I mean, we were in Sunday school this morning and we were like figuring out how old everyone was. And I mean, Shamila and Kerry were in my Sunday school class five years ago, nearly six years ago, and they're like in year 10. And I'm like, where did the time fly? Motherhood changes our life and sometimes our dreams are on hold. That's okay. We don't have, but don't let the season of your life force you to give up on your dreams. Yes, it may may be on hold right now or for a period of time, but you can still fulfill your dreams. You will be a mother for the rest of your life or a father for the rest of your life, right? But they won't be at home for all their life. You can fulfill your dreams at any age. However, God might also have told you to just be still and know that I am God. God knows the what, the when, the how, and the who can help you to follow your dreams. Just like Sarah. But don't be Sarah either. And don't... Help God out. Sarah had faith. Sarah believed in promises from God. But she was also a person of action. And God was taking too long for her. She thought that she could just help him out. In the end, that didn't really work for her, did it? Unfortunately, she hurt herself and hurt others. I know we sometimes want to have it all done right now. We want to work out things and possibly push God's hand. But we shouldn't do it our way. We should be doing it His way. If we turn to Proverbs 37 verse 3, some of you might actually know it. And it's one to actually memorize. Proverbs 37, verse 3. 
No, it's not 37 then. Because there's no 37 in the Bible. Alright, well. Do you know, Pastor, do you know which one I'm talking about? No, okay, well. I'll just say it. You'll all know it when I say it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Let's turn to Matthew 17, verse 20. Matthew 17. Hopefully, there's a Matthew 17. And I haven't written it down wrong. Matthew 17, verse 20. Now, I'm saying it through the King, uh, New King James Version. Okay, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, do you know how small a mustard seed is? It's very, very, very small. You can say to this mountain, move from there and it will move. Nothing would be impossible with you. We need to carefully, prayerfully seek God each step of the way. Sometimes faith comes from waiting and watching God's plan unfold. Even when we can't see the how and the when, God sees everything and sometimes we forget that. God sees our heart's desires, our, our love for our children, our dreams and everything, every little thing God knows about it. And he also knows everything about your children that are sitting over there, all your children. He knows them and all their heart's desires. Jesus has you and your children in his hands. And we all make mistakes. No doubt about that one. But even with our mistakes and our imperfections, God works things out for our benefit, like Romans 8.28 says. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who, call, who are called according to his purpose. There's also Elizabeth. She was married to a priest. She did not push God's hand. She wasn't a Sarah. She waited a very long time. But she believed in the impossible no matter how long it took. Waiting for God's plan to unfold is not easy. Believe me, I know. Elizabeth had to wait a very long time. Just like Sarah, they were both over the age of having children. Okay, so Elizabeth was married to a priest. You would think that they would be following the rules, following what God wants them to do, knowing the ins and the outs. So if you're following what the Bible says and you're also seeking God's face and you're praying and you're reading your Bible and you're still waiting and thinking, why am I waiting? Why am I still waiting? God... What are you doing? Do you think it can lead to bitterness? Bitterness in your heart? Remember, God sees your heart. You can't hide anything from him. You can't let your waiting become bitterness. That's not a good example for your children, is it? The good news is Jesus can help you. But you need to build the relationship with him so you can hear and feel what he is trying to tell you. In life, there is always disappointments. There will always be disappointments. Whether it be from ourselves or from other people. We can't help it. We're human. But you need to think, what are you teaching your children? bitterness or humility God knows the right time for certain things to take place with Elizabeth it was the perfect time for her to have John the Baptist even though it took so long it was a timing thing John 
the Baptist was born six months before Jesus. John was the one who had to set the stage for the Messiah to come. Elizabeth couldn't have had John earlier. He was right on time, not on God's, on God's timing, not on hers. If only God to, could tell us our timeline and what it would be like. But he hasn't, and I'm not even sure if I want to know. Let God be God and for him to do his thing and not do it our way. Our way. Number two, we are, wise, we are to be wise examples to our children. Wisdom means the quality of having experience, knowledge and good judgment, the quality of being wise. We need to be wise on how we act, where we act, when we act and whom we should talk to. Let's turn to Proverbs 22 verse 6. says train up your child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it also let's turn to 2nd Timothy 1 5 When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dealt first in your grandmother, Loris, and your mother, Unis, and I am persuaded as in you also. So that's like a grandmother and a mother before, was it Paul? Timothy, sorry, Paul talking to Timothy. As mothers, we might not be on the front line all the time, but we do know what's going on. We have our eyes open and our ears listening all the time. Have you ever heard I have eyes on the back of my head? Saying, yep. What our children do and say has an impact on how we are going to act. When we have wisdom, we do not act irrationally or too quickly. However, with wisdom, we know when to act and how to respond with humility and with a purpose. It is our job to stay in tune with God and God's prompting on what's happening in our family. If we wait patiently, God will help us and in the end, he will reward us. Things might not happen the way we want them to happen. Things might go wrong. But that is where faith and trust comes into it. God will do the rest, and he is there to help you. Let's look at Abigail, who eventually became King's, uh, King David's wife. Her husband, Nabal, was a fool. David did a favor for him, and while David was on the run from King Saul, David asked Nabal to help him, but Nabal refused. If it wasn't for Abigail looking out for her family, then who knows what would have happened. David was ready to go and kill Nabal and everyone in that town. However, with Abigail seeing that her husband was being a fool and her going to face David for forgiveness, God only struck down Nabal. Abigail was brave. This is where this could have turned out to be completely awful. But... In the end, her reward was that she became the wife of the king of Israel and had children with him. There are going to be times where we, ne where we need to have wisdom to help our children in their journey. But we also need to know when's the best time to interfere. There will be times when we need to go to our children and ask for forgiveness because we've made the mistake. We also need to go to Jesus and ask for forgiveness from him. And sometimes we also need to forgive ourselves. Proverbs 4 verse 5, if we turn there. Proverbs 4 verse 5. 
Proverbs 4, verse 5. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you, love her and she will keep you. If we get wisdom, we will gain understanding. If we acquire wisdom, then we will have good judgment. Alright, so we're up to number three. Mothers need support. And everyone goes, all the mothers go, yes, we need support. Asking for help, uh, asking for help, asking for help is always tough. I need some help, please, is not always an easy question a mother wants to ask. We want to do things ourselves, right? Also, it might be hard to find help. Sometimes it's because we feel if we ask, then we're weak. Whatever it might be, it's okay to ask. Okay, mums? Out there? We need time to ourselves. We are always running around. We sometimes just need me time. We need to reboot, we need to replenish, and we need to refresh ourselves. Now, it might be easier to call up a family member, and you might not feel bad dropping them off at their house than someone like a friend or someone from church. We don't have family here, so occasionally we do ask people to look after Jonathan so Pastor and I can go on a date. Or when Pastor was in that car accident, you know, over two years ago. I wasn't sure how long I was going to be at the hospital for, so yes, he stayed somewhere while we were in the hospital and that we could go and get Jonathan. Ruth, which most of my Sunday school students know is one of my favourite stories in the Bible kept her mother-in-law's Naomi's uh, kept by her mother-in-law's Naomi's side even after her husband passed away Ruth couldn't sorry Ruth could have done what her sister-in-law did and stayed home but she decided to go with Naomi Ruth had a Ruth had her mother-in-law's influence and advice throughout her life. If it wasn't for the help of Naomi, most likely Boaz might not have been interested in Ruth. And she could and she would not have been in the bloodline of Jesus. Right? She's like what 14th great-grandmother of Jesus. Ruth also considered her mother-in-law's needs. Naomi was just as lonely as Ruth, no husband and no children anymore. And Ruth didn't have any children with her first husband. Ruth looked after her mother-in-law. Don't be afraid to ask for advice or help. You're not weak. You are simply just not sure what to do. And someone who is older or might have older children than yours can help you out I listen to books and podcasts I can recommend some to you and like I said earlier not every single advice is going to work but you can just try one and if it doesn't work just keep trying now I'm going to put this in here slot it in don't get upset if someone says no to looking after your kids or they can't help or they can't give the advice you need or maybe they might refer you to someone else it's just maybe they can't help you right now don't let it lead to bitterness just move on ask another time that time might be yes you don't know what someone else is going through in their life maybe they might need the help right now They might be also afraid to ask someone for help. Maybe you could offer to look after their children. Maybe you could do a swap. So you look after my children this day and I'll look after your children on this day. You never know what might happen. 
Alright, so we have to be good examples and ask for help. Okay, what's number four? Alright, we need to be prayer warriors. Yes, that's right. Prayer warriors for our children and also for ourselves. Now, I don't want to embarrass anyone, so don't put your hand up. But just ask yourself these questions. Do you pray every day? How much do you pray every day? There is an endless list of things that we can pray for. So why do we use an excuse not to pray? Yes, kids and children and adults, young adults, mothers, grandmothers, fathers, grandfathers. We use excuses to not pray. Definitely one is the fact that our lives are too busy. We'll just get to it later. We'll get to Jesus later. But does later actually come around? Or do we not do it at all? So we're like, okay, we're going to put it off later and later and later. And then all of a sudden, a week later, we haven't prayed. But maybe you have heard of it. Have you actually looked at some of the words? What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have you trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take the Lord, take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. This song says it all. We need to take everything to the Lord in prayer. Another mother in the Bible is Hannah. She started praying way before she even became pregnant. She wanted a child so badly that at one point she was praying and weeping so much that she couldn't speak. I can relate to Hannah. Most of you know my story, or our story, sorry. It took five years to get Jonathan. Let me tell you, there was a lot of prayer in those five years. Not just by Pastor and I, but by a lot of other people. Hannah was a prayer warrior even before Samuel was born. Hannah knew who to turn to in hard times and when she struggled, she would go to God. The only person that could give her what she wanted was God. No one else could fulfill the desire that she had. Even her husband didn't understand. And she was favoured by her husband. Wasn't that enough? I have proof sitting right next to Pastor that prayer works. I was told I couldn't have kids. Well, doctors, can you please explain that miracle right there who's six? I am sure throughout your life you have proof that prayer works. Hannah didn't just pray for her child. She vowed that she would give him back to God all the days of his life. We turn to 1 Samuel 1 verse 11. 1 Samuel 1.11 Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservice and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give you, you your maidservant a male child. It wasn't just a child, it was a male child. Then I give to you, Lord, all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Did you know that we are all Jesus' children? 
and we all can take and all that we can take to heaven is people right like nothing else gets taken to heaven except for people on this journey of motherhood praying for our children is vital prayer changes you it changes me and it changes us You know, all right, okay, I'm just going to talk to the children right now. Your parents are not perfect. Light bulb. Parents are not perfect. I have been saying this saying for a very long time, and most of you have probably heard it by now. If I was perfect, I would be God. But I'm not. I'm not God. So I'm not perfect. You can insert your own name in that and go, Janie, if I was perfect, I would be God. But Janie, you're not perfect. We are human. We will make mistakes. Okay, children. But God can help you. You may think your parents are too strict. And all the kids are like, don't look at me. You may think they're not fair. You might dislike the taste in certain things. You know, they're so old, aren't they? Is that right? They're so old. They don't know what they're talking about. And all the parents are like... But do you know that God entrusted you to your parents so if there's something you don't like go to him first there she goes again God's first put him first put your problems to him first alright back to everyone now and the kids are like all relieved if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then how are you going to know his voice? It's like when, you know, we were at um, Inflatable Kingdom for a party yesterday and all the kids are screaming, right? But because I know Jonathan's voice, I would know if he was where he was because of his voice. You get to hear his voice. You get to hear your children's voices. You get to hear your parents' voices. So if they're calling you, then you know. And if, if, if he was crying or screaming, then I'd be able to hear that. All right. So when we pray, our relationship with Jesus grows deeper. Is that correct? Pray for everything. Big or small. Or what you might think is small. Before heading to the shops. Do you pray for a car park? Especially if you know it's like a busy time. Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day. It's always busy. And of course if you've been down south in Sydney. Most of the time you get around and you're trying to figure out. You're, you could be there for 15 minutes trying to find a car park. Do you pray for a car park before you go to the shops? God cares, even about a car park. And, yeah, there might be some times where you might not find one straight away, but most of the time when you pray, you find one. Do you pray before you go for an exam? So, you know, God can help you with, Remembering everything. You know, I have an exam next week. Lord help me. <laughs> pray for your children. Sorry, not looking at children. Pray for your parents. Pray for your children before they go to school. Another thing, when a police car goes by or a fire truck or an ambulance... Is it possible that you could pray for that person who's injured or that everyone could be safe? 
like even Sister Gratian, we'll talk about Sister Gratian for a bit. Every time a prayer request comes on Facebook, you hear her pray about it. Every time. And, you know, it might, it's going to be a short thing, like, okay, this, this person's sick, you might not even know their name. Um, I was told about the police cars and fire truck and ambulance probably when I was about 15. And every single time I see one, I'm like, Lord, be with that person or be with those people. Parents, pray for your children. Children, pray for your parents. Before going to bed, get your children to pray. Get them to pray for their friends and their school teachers and what they want and what they like. And The only way your children are going to know how to pray is if you teach them. Okay, mums. Here are some guidelines for praying for your children. Are we ready? Number one, faith. For your children to have faith and to embrace their own relationship with Jesus. I'm going to say some scriptures. Um, you don't have to look at all of them. Okay? Luke 2 verse 52. And Jesus increased the wisdom and, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and is in favor with God and men. John 10:27 My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Number 2 health For your children to be healthy spiritually, physically and mentally. Psalm 103 verse 2 to 3 Bless the Lord all my bless the Lord all my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Number 3 Friendships, that children find good friends and have good influences. Proverbs 12, verse 26, The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Number four, future. Preparations from the lies ahead of them, sorry, preparations from what lies ahead from them in life and that God's blessings come upon them. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thought of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Number five, character. The choices that they make and and to embrace life with integrity and goodness. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58 Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the word of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not vain in the Lord. Number six, safety. For their safety in physical needs, emotional needs, and spiritual needs. Psalm 4 verse 8, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. Psalm, uh, sorry, Proverbs 18 verse 10. The Lord, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and are safe number seven joy and peace to look at their perspective in variety of circumstances so joy and peace to look at their perspective in variety of circumstances first timothy 6 verse 6 now good godliness with contentment is great gain number eight Desire for the things that matter. Internal things are more meaningful and that we need to show them daily. Matthew 5 verse 6. Blessed are those who who hunger and thirst for the righteous, for they shall be filled. Purity. To not have negative influences, pure thoughts and deeds. Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, if there be any virtue and there is any anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Number 10, future spouses. And all of them laugh. <laughs> the right spouse that is strong in the Lord. James 5 verse 16. Pray for each other. 
prayer of righteous person is powerful and effective. All in all, we are not perfect. Wish I was, but I'm not. But with the help of Jesus, you and I can try to live the life the best we can, the way he wants us to live. Parents, we can have a balanced life. We can be wise examples for our children. We can get support from one another and we can be prayer warriors. You can start with these four principles. Then ask Jesus what to do next or what can I work on next. Children, you can have a balanced life too. You can also set example for your younger siblings and your friends. You can also get support and advice when you need it. You don't know everything, so you can get support. And you can also use these 10 prayer guidelines for yourself. These principles are just a start. There is so much more to explore in the Bible. But if I did that, I would be here more than half an hour. Okay, thank you. Praise the Lord. Wow. Lots of great information in there. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I liked what Sister Janie was talking about, about praying for our kids. That's so important. So important. And don't just, don't just pray for your kids um, without them knowing about it. Tell your kids, I'm praying for you. I told Jonathan the other day, he was very surprised. I told him, after I put him in bed, I said, well, this is my second visit to your bedroom tonight. I'll be back later on. And he said, what, when I'm asleep? I said, yep. I said, Daddy comes in every single night when you're asleep. I pray for you. Give you a kiss. You have no idea, but I pray for you. But he knows I come in, I pray for him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why don't we all stand this morning? Let's all stand. It's Mother's Day today. And so we've got a few things we're going to do. Um, but before we do that, why don't we just go to the Lord in prayer? That's what we've been talking about. Amen. Let's just bow our heads, close our eyes. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the encouragement, Lord, that we've heard today, Lord, to to seek wisdom, Lord, to live a life of balance, to ask for help when we need help, Lord God. Lord, to be people who pray, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, to live out the principles that Sister Janie taught us this morning, Jesus, to, Lord, every day, Lord, demonstrate these to our children, to demonstrate them in our life, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for each person that's here, Lord. We give you glory. We give you all the praise, Lord. We ask you that you go with us, lead and guide the rest of this day, Lord. In the name of Jesus and everybody said, Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated.